Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're talking about BGP EVPN with sponsor Pluribus Networks. A BGP EVPN deployment can be a heavy lift, but Pluribus is here to talk about how it can simplify and automate this process. Our guest is Alessandro Barbieri. He is VP of Product Management at Pluribus. Alessandro, welcome to the podcast. And let's start just to remind listeners, can you give us a brief overview of Pluribus and, and how you build an SDN fabric? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, uh, Drew and Greg. Uh, so first of all, um, just uh, Pluribus is a company which has been in business for approximately 10 years. So anything I'm going to talk about is actually widely deployed in many customer segments. So we have a unique uh, technology in the SDN space in the sense that it's a distributed SDN control plane. It doesn't rely on any centralized server to manage and host the controller of the SDN fabric. So it's truly fully distributed. It adapts basically to any topology and it's easy, very easy and simple to deploy across multiple sites as well. This fabric does give you effectively three advantages as it's deployed. Number one, you can manage a wide fleet of devices uh, we have actually deployment that go into the over 100 uh, number of switches uh, range, uh, and you can manage those as effectively a single logical distributed switch. So there's one entry point into the fabric, a full visibility into the entire fleet of switches, and you mm. do it from every device. So number one is the manageability aspect, the unified management of the fabric. Number two, this fabric uh, operates uh, a distributed VXLAN control plane. Very similar to the BGP VPN functionalities in terms of uh, discovering and authenticating uh, the VTEPs uh, and communicating uh, the different types of uh, routes across the fabric, we do it with our own native SDN control plane. That's the second functionality. And the result is that it totally automates uh, a VXLAN implementation without uh, the need of being a protocol specialist or, or a CCI, if you will. And number three is, uh, we have, uh, it's very tied to number two, uh, there's actually an element of object, network object abstraction deployed on top of uh, these protocols effectively, in the sense that um, with Turbus, you don't need to program uh, BGP or routing protocols. You do this in the underlay, but in the overlay, all you program are objects, similar to a public cloud. You log into AWS, you configure your VPC, inside the VPC, you put your subnets, and then you put your gateways, your load balancer, you, you, you think in terms of services or objects. And we have a similar language uh, for the Pluribus fabric. So you create a VLAN in one shot across 50 switches. Uh, and then underneath, there's a, an overlay control plane and data plane, which is uh, implementing this functionality at, uh, at scale. So one of the things that really stands out about the Pluribus solution for me is this idea of uh that you're controllerless. Most uh, vendors say you have to go and have our SDN controller, and now you have to go out and buy a bunch of x86 servers of some site. Some vendors require hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of worth, even millions of dollars of worth that put their controller. And then when you go to a second site, you have to put down another controller, and then you have to synchronize them, and, and then you've got an outer band. But the way that Pluribus does it is you actually have the controller functions are in each and every switch. And it's very low processing load so that it can run in every single switch. And so it's this distributed SDN controller model, right? Yeah, precisely. And I think this is probably the why I'm, at the beginning I mentioned it's a very unique technology in the sense that the controlling function of SDN still exists. It's just mm. deployed within uh, within the nodes that it's supposed to control, which, which are the switches. 
And uh, this actually makes it a lot simpler and a lot less expensive to deploy, the particularly in a multi-site or distributed uh, Yeah, I, I was going to say, like if I've got a multi-site, like multiple data centers, but especially if I've got lots of small locations, I can still be running a VXLAN fabric underneath and each site has its own controllers. And if I've got two switches and I've got controller redundancy and switch redundancy, but a no need for third-party you know, servers and code and all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's frankly uh, our dominant uh, use case and implementation is typically a multi-site implementation. This is actually where the distributed nature of this fabric because you don't require all this extra overhead to manage uh, an SDN control plane, uh, actually the fabric shines. Um, so yeah, absolutely. So let's bring the conversation back to the BGP EVPN, which is where we started. You know, if I'm trying to build out a BGP VPN fabric, that means going into a bunch of switches and doing all the configuration. You're saying Pluribus takes a different approach. Yes, it does. But at the same time, it's also a complementary approach to EVPN. First of all, we recognize that in a network, we are never alone, right? Uh, there's always the need to interoperate any network of any size is a multi-vendor environment. So mm -hmm. most... Uh, more often than not, the need to interoperate with EVPN is essential. So our approach is actually twofold. Number one, we try to provide an infrastructure which is uh, 10, 100 times simpler uh, to uh, configure and maintain and operate than a BGP VPN infrastructure because we have the fabric and we have this layer of abstraction I mentioned before, right? You don't need to deal with the route distinguisher, route targets. You deal with a VRF or a subnet as a logical entity, like you would do in AWS. That's really the goal here, okay? However, uh, as we need to uh, interoperate and talk to other cloud or extend this layer two, layer three overlay services to other areas of the network, we also have an EVPN implementation. So outside the fabric, we definitely speak EVPN in such a way that we can interoperate and extend these network overlays to third-party cloud. It can be an NSX cloud, an AS, uh, a Cisco cloud, a Cumulus cloud, any uh, cloud which speaks standard uh, EVPN. Uh, so that means you can pair as a BGP router and share the appropriate EVPN information and so forth. Precisely. And let's say you have a, uh, you have a, a pluribus cloud, perhaps a leaf and spine, or even mm -hmm. a, a group of site distributed with 30, 40 switches. Uh, you need to elect or designate uh, only a pair of leaf uh, uh, as a gateway, right? And uh, the entire fabric from the outside looks like a single BGP neighbor, uh, if you will, right? Or a pair of BGP neighbors. So, so you're saying if in my data center or across multiple data centers, I'm running a pluribus fabric, but I've also got NSX, ACI, or some other BGP EVPN fabric, I can still speak among these different silos because of this gateway. Exactly. Exactly. We have a gateway functionality, which is not that, that different from an NSX uh, edge gateway functionality. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say, it's, well. it, that's, that's a well-known, but that also means that you're using or implies that you're using your own um VXLAN control plane inside your fabric. What's the advantages of the pluribus control plane then, perhaps then over, say, a more traditional BGP VPN? Yeah. So uh, from a functionality standpoint, um, uh, we, we support uh, uh, probably more services than on a standard uh, EVPN control plane. For example, we support uh, uh, pseudo wire point-to-point uh, -point and point-to-multipoint uh, services uh, with uh, transparency 
full transparency to uh, even control play packets. We use those uh, in metro application, but also in a packet broker type of applications. Uh, we support a, a bridge domain with advanced Q&Q implementation for metro right. internet. There's a variety of additional services we can deploy on top, uh, um, on top of this fabric. Right. Uh, but the main advantage uh, boils down to simplicity, right? Because uh, like I mentioned before, programming an EVPN uh, BGP VPN distributed fabric, whether it's a leaf and spine or a multi-site, uh, requires the coordination of the configuration across um, uh, tens of boxes with thousands of lines of code. In a pluribus environment, uh, effectively, you're, you're dealing with a single logical distributed switch. So you're dealing with one element. There's one yeah. SSH session and three commands to deploy a VRF or a subnet. That's a huge difference. And that's really interesting because that's one of the key things is when you SSH into the fabric, you see the entire fabric as a single unit. You don't actually have to connect to each switch. And you can actually run the SDN controller from a command line if that's your particular thing that you need to do. Yes. Or you can run it from a graphical console. It doesn't matter either which way, right? Yeah. I yeah. guess the other side here is that what about if I actually want to run an actual BGP EVPN underlay? Does Pluribus handle that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a way to operate a pluribus switch in, a, I call it a degenerate way, where the fabric is not there anymore. You operate mm. the switch as a single device. In that case, uh, we behave like a regular EVPN speaker. Uh, the only difference, or if you will, advantage is that we preserve the object abstraction even within the single switch. So in the sense that you don't have to, again, program BGP VPN configuration lines, you still mm. program the pluribus objects even on a single node. You do VLAN create, VRF create, right. subnet create. So that becomes right? more of the traditional device by device, hop by hop type approach to networking. I call it a legacy mindset. Uh, it's sometimes. a legacy mindset, yes. Yeah. Each With device a is a standalone node, yeah. programmed, configured, but they interoperate loosely loosely integrated, whereas the pluribus fabric idea is a much more of a tight integration between the separate elements. Precisely, precisely. Right. But that does give me the ability to say, I want an end-to-end BGP EVPN standards-based. Well, for some definition of standard, just let me ask a quick question here. There are... Like some of the brand name vendors have interpreted the EVPN standard differently, notably Juniper and Cisco. And so that means that integrating those things together can be quite difficult because they each have a different way of looking at EVPN. Are you able to handle either or or both? Yeah, uh, yeah, we are. And actually, we run uh, um, uh, our EVPN uh, in implementation. Every release runs through a series of um, uh, compatibility uh, metrics with other vendors. Uh, namely, we have uh, uh, Cumulus, uh, Juniper, and Cisco in our lab. And we're capable of adapting uh, to the different uh, uh, nuances of the protocol as implemented by those vendors. Which is pretty interesting because that means you can a, interoperate with them and, you know, you could speak to Juniper and to Cisco at the same time if you are unlucky enough to have that much diversity in your data center fabrics um, and potentially even bridge between them. But at the same time, the thing to remember here is that Pluribus works on a, a range of, of switch hardware. I'm not restricted to a certain brand name vendor here. I? I can use almost anything I want. Yes, almost. Uh, clearly, there's a set of devices we're compatible with, we have qualified, but uh, in general, those are open networking devices. And uh, definitely Pluribus has also done uh, uh, ad hoc work for specific customers uh, 
which require yeah. specific type of switches. As long as it's only, it supports uh, Broadcom uh, latest uh, silicon, yeah. I think, per game. You have a range of switches that you can supply directly, or if the customer wants to buy their own from, some, from a third party, you've got an approved list. And one of the other things that I wanted to touch on here was also analytics and visibility. I think one of the biggest parts of SDN generally is this ability to have my monitoring and visibility tooling built in. And I noticed that your visibility tooling is actually to the point where you can actually start to do packet brokering. So maybe like A, do you do insights and visibility? Yes. Yes. uh, Yeah, we do. Um, So we have uh, visibility at the flow level. And uh, we do it uh, um, uh, with uh, software and a little bit of hardware assistance from specific uh, Broadcom chipset uh, uh, as well. Uh, For example, uh, I just mentioned that uh, the latest generation of Broadcom has a a hardware table called ExecMatch, uh, where you can store uh, NetFlow-style information for, let's say, 128,000 flows. So there's a little bit of a system, but to deploy these flows, we use our software to record these flows in the table and then let the hardware counters go, we actually use our software. So it's a mixed approach between hardware and software. Um, it applies to TCP, UDP, and ICMP uh, type, of, uh, uh, type of flows. So this visibility is built into the switch. And frankly, I have not seen it done um, uh, so extensively by other vendors, unless, of course, they have a special uh, NetFlow hardware assistance. Um, yeah. But that requires... You can emulate that in software to some extent, but having the hardware means you can ramp up the performance. I also think interesting that your fabric can be used as a packet broker. So if I need to be able to tap fabrics or tap uh, packet flows, I then divert them off to packet capture engines or for scanning or for logging that your fabric is able to do that. That's not something we normally see in other SDN fabric solutions. Yeah, yeah. And uh, for Pluribus, actually, the interesting part is that the, the packet broker is actually a service of the fabric that can coexist uh, with the existing or with the regular layer two, layer through overlay switching. We also deploy the packet broker as an overlay service. So again, it runs on top of this VXLAN control plane I mentioned before. And you can do the classic tap aggregation, filtering, and replication pretty much anywhere across the fabric. There are no restrictions. It's extremely flexible. Uh, it's, it's actually an entire new um, mm. set of capabilities we uh, released maybe six, uh, nine months ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, customers like it because uh, it's extremely low-cost solution and it's a solution that can coexist well, uh, with a regular fabric. There's always an interesting thing here with packet brokers or with this type of that type of network functionality is you can put it in as a separate network and prove it out. So um, if you need a pat to, if you're today, you're using a network taps and you're using a custom hardware solution to do network tapping and then to f- build a broker fabric, you can actually use Pluribus. And then if you're happy with what you see from that, you can then migrate it actually into the data plane. Maybe you still maintain the uh, packet <laughs> capture fabric separately, but you know, yeah, that makes sense. You can start out of band uh, yeah. and also this fabric can be fully distributed. So if you want to do tapping and monitoring and aggregation across multiple sites in a campus network or in any a distributed metro network with the Pluribus fabric, you deploy these nodes at the periphery or the edge of the network and you can actually treat this as a gigantic distributed packet broker. So one last question I want to ask is, if I'm writing code on top, like I'm not a big fan of using Python and and various Python libraries and tools to write 
BGP VPN controllers. I figure that the 80-20 rule applies here. I should get 80% of my functionality from a tool like Pluribus, and then 20% of my functionality would be hand-coded by you know, somebody by me or my team to just bring it up to a level of application to what we exactly want. Do you, even with this controllerless SDN, this idea of that every switch knows what all the switches are doing, can I, I still got APIs, I can still do top Python and, and go and rust on top of that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you do have access to a Linux uh, uh, operating system. You can use the classic uh, Linux uh, tools. And then we have uh, a native uh, REST API with full parity with the CLI. So typically, actually, we see the RESTful interface as the way to sort of program the infrastructure, orchestrate the fabric. But you still have your regular uh, Linux uh, programming tools and scripting tools available as well. Well, we are running out of time. Alessandro, is there any final thoughts you want to leave us with about Pluribus and how you differentiate? Yeah, so I think the the main point is is all about simplification, right? So uh, we are not trying to replace a standard protocol uh, or... Uh, uh, traditional way of managing the infrastructure. We want to make it much, much simpler, right? So uh, at Pluribus, we give you instead of uh, an interface uh, to program uh, 50 devices with 50 SSH sessions, just to make an example, we give you one single interface to program a fleet of 50 devices. Instead of having you to learn uh, the protocol of the day, we give you a simple object um, SDN abstracted environment, uh, similar to public cloud. You focus on the objects and the services you want to program on the network, not the protocols and the imperative uh, declaration required to do that. Really, yeah, sometimes people go out and get libraries like Ansible or, you know, and a whole bunch of products. And even though they give you some primitives, you've still got to spend hundreds of hours making them work for you in your network. Uh, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, Ansible framework doesn't configure your eVPN for you. You've still got to work out what you want. It doesn't create a model. It, you don't just say, create me a VXLAN, and then it's created on all devices. You still have a whole bunch of other work to do. Exactly. And uh, we also have uh, Ansible modules. Just our Ansible modules are enormously simpler uh, to program and, um, and, and operate and maintain. So it's all about simplification in the end. Well, if you want to find out more from Pluribus, just head on over to pluribusnetworks.com. That's pluribusnetworks.com. There's also additional links in the show notes that accompany this podcast. Alessandro, thank you for joining us. And thanks to Pluribus for being a sponsor. And if you want even more technical conversations on networking, cloud, and IT, we've got hundreds of episodes along with our community blog. That's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at packetpushers. Find us on LinkedIn and rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.